The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Can you hear me? Great. Oh, thank you. Um, it's so great to be here after a full day of um, working. Um, so, last time I was here, Gil talked about um, how he was teaching and um, something about that description that he gave stayed with me. And um, I want to uh, maybe invite you to um, maybe um, as I talk tonight, as you receive the sounds of my words, um, that um, maybe you receive them as as rain falling on your face and um, just something something that is available for everyone um, like receiving the rain or receiving the sun and um, so I want to talk tonight about exploring identities through the Eightfold Path and um, I've been reflecting about this this topic for a while, especially um, it comes to mind, it, it comes to my experience when I talk to my mother. Um, I usually call her during the weekends, and there's sometimes that I find myself wondering, I see her once or twice a year, and sometimes I wonder, does she really knows who I am now that I don't visit so frequently? I was telling her what she always asked me, you know, what what you are you gonna what you're gonna eat? I call her for, you know, like close to dinner. So I say, Well I'm I'm going to have a curry tofu and some vegetables. And she's like, what, what is that? <laughs> it's like so different from what I used to eat or how I used to eat when I was home. And um, so I, I recognize that I have changed. I recognize that she has changed and that um, that I'm holding different ways of being now. So throughout my practice of, of mindfulness, 
holding that experience of maybe how I have defined myself for maybe a long time, how that has changed, even though I have not noticed, even though I have thought for a long time, I'm Bruni, who I am, who am I? I'm Bruni. Um, But there have been different changes. My hair is gray now. She doesn't like that neither. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. Um, So um, within within mindfulness, uh, that practice of, of... really receiving what are physical sensations and in my body when I'm talking and relating to others or when I'm having thoughts about who am I? Um, or when I'm having, I'm, I'm perceiving, I'm noticing uh, emotions, when I think um, a role that I'm holding today that maybe I will not hold tomorrow. Tomorrow I will not be speaking to anyone. I will not be teaching. So um, that field of mindfulness and that field of inclusivity that um, Gil talked about last time, um, that's how I have hauled this, this journey of, of looking and exploring identities. And um, so with that, I have um, recognized, as I, I'm sharing with you now, that there's some identities that they have come from society from my conditioning, from my cultural background. I'm a great salsa dancer. Um, That's an identity. You know, with my father, he's a musician. It's something that we we do when I go home. and, And so if I don't dance with him or he doesn't see me, like, enthusiastic about it, it's like, what happened? Was, you know, was, I said, well, I'm not, I don't feel like dancing now. Um, so within that, um, I can see there's some identities that have changed that maybe I'm holding in a looser, in a lighter way or maybe that I have expanded to include other things that define me. Um, and there have been some times that there have not, there have been, um, there has been no need for identifiers. It's been a great place of rest to just be just be without being worried or being concerned or working hard or carrying a role. 
Um, now, within that exploration, I've, I've also recognized that in relating to others, there's also another dimension that maybe maybe I'm, I, I'm not as aware as I am when I'm exploring identities only within myself and not looking at the impact that um, they have when I manifest them in relating to others. And... And I think that that is a very important aspect within our practice and within my practice. How, how do I relate to others? Because within, within those identities... Um, so... Throughout my practice, I remember different suggestions within teacher, uh, from different teachers. I have had um, the experience of um, talking about my role at work um, or some happiness, some joy that I feel in terms of how I relate to my family. Um, or some experience of oppression because maybe I'm not having the same hobby or I don't share the same gender orientation or because of my color, because of how I speak. And, and there have been a, a whole range, a whole range of experience that this practice, through this practice, and it's so, uh, it, it gives me a lot of um, joy and contentment. The, the range of inclusive, inclusivity, inclusivity, how, how do you? Exactly, that's it. Um, inclusive, inclusivity. Inclusivity. Um, to include everything that shows up. Every single thing that awareness would hold. All these different experiences that come and go every single one may be a different experience. And it's so vast, the range that this practice can hold, that um, it just makes me very happy. Um, so within that range, I have had experiences of... <clears throat> having um, teachers telling me, don't worry about that. Concentrate on maybe on your breath. And or, great, if this experience gets your attention, go there and see what is there for you. Explore it. Um, and I got to a point where um, I 
encounter, I encountered the Four Noble Truths. They, they arrive, or I, I arrive where they were. And I think that um, now, just reflecting back, um, within all that range of experience, the Four Noble Truths it tell us when the Buddha taught the Four Noble Truths that there is suffering, that there are causes of suffering, that those causes of suffering are coming from clinging. Some people um, see that clinging through um, or talk about it as greed, hatred, and delusion. Um, so through the Four Noble Truths, they were, at, at some point I was, well, wait a minute, maybe I can explore all these different experiences of identity um, through the Four Noble Truths. And it's great because at any moment in which I have not known how to practice or I have felt conflicted, or, or I have felt so excited that even even with with a lot of with a lot of excitement, there has been some level of agitation where I'm like, where I want to go to all these different places. But going to the four noble truths, it has been like a compass for me that has help me seeing where, where it is that I clean within all those different experiences of identity. And it has been really, it has been pivotal for me within my practice because there, there has been such an impact once those identities have shaped or shape my experience in terms of how I relate to others, it becomes, it becomes really important to see, okay, so how I hold this, how I hold the way in which I'm being right now, um, how I'm relating to my mother, how I'm relating to you guys, how I'm relating to coworkers, um, so one of the four noble truths is that there's a possibility for liberation, that there is a path, there, but there's a cessation of suffering, and then there is a path that if we engage in, that we may be able to find peace, and ease. So I've been looking at the Eightfold Path and engaging in it within that context of identities. So, and, and, and how I'm holding, maybe um, clinging. So within the Eightfold Path, we start with the with view, and, and I'm going to refer to 
to the Eightfold Path tonight as the wise Eightfold Path. I really, it, it, it feels dear to me. Um, just to that, that word wise, it just, um, it reminds me of me. It reminds me of you guys, and it reminds me of all of us. So looking at um, how I can practice within the Eightfold Path in a way that uh, creates harmony, that creates reconciliation, that creates unity, and that is beneficial for me and, like I said, for you guys and for all. That's why it reminds me of you. Um, so wise view, with wise view, um, I, I reflect, I start with the Four Noble Truths, and I also reflect on the, on the different ideas, different beliefs that I have, different opinions that I have, I also reflect on um, some of these opinions that I use as filters to relate to others. And it gives me the opportunity to see how, if I use this, if I hold this view while I'm relating to you, how, how does it feel? How does it feel in my body? How, how does it feel in terms of uh, feelings? And what thoughts pass my mind when I'm holding all these different opinions or beliefs or filters? Um, so, wise view. Wise intention or wise thought. Wise intention within the Eightfold Path, there are three main attitudes um, that we can cultivate through intention, and it's so important, it's so critical. Intention, if the Four Noble Truths our compass is almost like the intention is like the wheel on a boat where you just set the course and you just keep holding that intention while holding whatever experience you're, you're, you're having at that moment. So the intention of compassion, the intention of um, letting go, Renunciation. And I'm seeing renunciation here as loosening my views so that I have space to really be present with the person I'm interacting with without thinking, well, this person is speaking, well, this person is wrong, or my view is, is better, or I already did that, 
I'm, I'm bored. Or, so it just clears, clears the mind so that I can be there listening, fully present. There's nothing more important than being here with you in this moment, listening to what you have to say. So letting go, compassion, and goodwill. So within goodwill, there's also holding the intention of cordiality. And I'm not talking about agreeing. You know, when we hold, when, when we practice within the Eightfold Path in awareness, in full awareness, disagreeing may be completely unimportant. Disagreeing may be, or agreeing on being right, may be not, not the main goal of that interaction. Other things evolve within that interaction. And within the field of mindfulness, we really can see what is going on for that person and what is going on for us. Um, so wise intention. I have had um, different experiences in which even holding a wise intention, when I look at the results of my actions, sometimes I'm like, what happened here? <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. This is not what this is not what I was planning in terms of the results here. Um, an, an example is I you know, was sharing with uh, some folks yesterday, and um, I was um, explaining my some of my views in terms of uh how i feel about culture and and the environment and all these different all these different things that sometimes become contentious you know at home if you don't talk about politics or if you don't talk about some kind of debate there's something is something is not Something is going on. It's not quite right. So, um, but then, you know, I see the results. I see this person reacting in a way that, oh, that was not what I meant. That was not, there was, I, there was no understanding. There was, I, I could tell that there was some kind of, um, separation. And so I went to that place of, oh, this is not what I meant. This is really not what I meant. And that conversation ended there. It was just, there was something. I, it was, I, I was, I, I left, this is a dear friend of mine. I left, um, 
with, with, a, with a sensation in my body, like contraction in this area of my chest, thinking, I have to take two. Take, taking two is a phrase I use sometimes to say, I, I want to go back and maybe have more conversation about this. So, intention, wise intention. Um, wise speech. Holding identities and talking about identities and seeing where I place other people based on how I define them, which, you know, we all, is, is really up to us how we show up in the world. But also, I go into that place of, oh, based on my conditioning and based on what this person looks like, I'm already impo- imposing an identity that maybe this person does not carry completely delusion completely a fantasy and it has huge consequences sometimes sometimes it may be correct but other times it may not be correct it may be actually harmful to that person to maybe place it in place him her or they in a box, according to my beliefs and my definitions. Um, So why speech? Speech that is kind, speech that is um, useful, speech that is uh, beneficial and timely. Especially in those conversations that we are a little afraid or difficult or they're difficult to hold. Um, For me, sometimes going into conflict is like, oh, I don't know if I want to go there, especially with elders. And it has, I know where it comes from, from my conditioning, you know, at home. I, when, when I talk to elders, it's, it's, it's a showing within my culture, showing off respect. You don't, you don't use in, in Spanish, you use even two, two ways to address the person. You adre- you, if you have a f- familiarity, you will use two and if you have familiarity, but is an elder, you use usted. And with that goes how you look at that person. So um, there's not only the speech of words, but also the speech of our bodies. Um, so um, wise speech and how I use why speech also in describing the current experience that is happening when I'm relating to another person. Um, Action, wise action. How I replace 
behaviors that may be may cultivate more cordiality or more unity in my relationships or communities I'm in, um, or how I um, how I choose to act when I see that the action that I took was not that skillful. There's always a take two. And it counts many times, especially, you know, within the society, within the world that we live, where we have so, such a big range of diversity in so many ways, in so many ways. It takes also that compassion for ourselves and um, and for others and humility to show up fully in that moment of saying, and which actually this, um, I had this experience last night um, uh, when um, a dear practitioner, we were interacting and, and I was using male and female pronouns um, and this person was listening, and I did not know until um, this person chose to share her current experience, how it impacted they. And it was a moment of mindfulness, of coming back to, okay, what did I say and how did I say it? And, say, and, and, and then seeing who this person was and seeing how I was feeling in my body and how I was feeling toward this human being and recognize that I still have to learn, that I still choose I want to learn. This person did not identify as male or female. And what, 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 in that moment, where, where, where I, I had they in my mind. So being open to learning and learning also by through our actions and the impact it has. There are many times that we say, wow, it's great to learn through others. And at the same time, sometimes it may be good also to take risks, take risks and talk about things that we feel comfortable about or that we also feel comfortable but learning so wise action showing up sharing our stories with our spiritual friends looking at our behaviors um, 
wise livelihood, how we live our lives, how we choose to use our resources, how um, we hold those identities. I live in Berkeley. Now, when I moved to Berkeley from Oakland, my dear friends from Oakland said, oh, you're going to Berkeley. <laughs> you're going to Berkeley. You're going to, you know, um, eat kale every day and uh, go to all, you know, every single protest and go to all the concerts that, you know, um, every single type of music and... It was really interesting, actually. Um, so, livelihood. And how do we... Um, yeah, how do we um, choose to live in a way that benefits others and while we hold in those identities within our workplaces or if we're not working, um, being a householder, how, how do we react? Um, wise effort. Wise effort. Effort in staying open. Open to learning. Open to be receptive. Even in moments when we are tired. Even in moments when we see so much suffering in the world. Wise effort to still show up with our grief, with our fear, with our shame, with our confusion, and within the camaraderie and joy when we see others sharing with us their pain or their joy. Um, Wise effort to, to still be there, to show up. And to choose what is skillful and what is not skillful. Within, again, um, how we manifest who we are in the world. And wise concentration. You know, through our practice and Speaking for how is being for me. When I started practicing, I spent a lot of time practicing metta. It was a purification process for me. It was a concentration practice for me, and it still is. Um, a lot of metta to uh, be able to hold identities that I don't like about myself, that maybe I don't like tonight. You see how it's so subtle. I don't like about myself. Didn't that sound permanent? It was like, it's here, it's so solid. And in fact, it's really, that is part of the delusion. That is part of, really? Is it? It may last a long time, but at the end, when I see, when I look at the whole range of how I've been practicing, 
there are moments that those those identities have loosened up or have gone away or they come back and go. They change. Um, so through concentration, little by little, I've been able to see different subtleties. Maybe what I just described to you, I would have not seen it other times and maybe I will not say it in other times I'm practicing um, because I'm looking at too many things or I'm multitasking at work or um, not, not having a collective mind in a way that um, helped me see subtleties that maybe if I don't... Um, If I don't pay attention, it may have an impact on me and it may have an impact on others. Um, It is through concentration that um, different ways of practicing it that maybe there's a possibility of also cultivating wisdom. And through wisdom, having more choices to see how I will respond to different situations. How I will respond, again, in a way that is beneficial for me, beneficial for others, and beneficial for all. Even in moments of anger or insults or maybe moments of witnessing things that I'm not, that I, is is hard for me to, to contain, to, to hold even in awareness. So the Eightfold Path, Eightfold Path, how we relate to others through it. Once we engage in the path, once we engage in it, is is a way to cultivate, to to be able to be in the in the in the world. contributing to to making the world a better place. I I find that is a great way to um, bring the practice to our lives instead of just bringing the practice only when I I sit. So... um, I think that's enough. And I think I took all the time. (laughs) (laughs) 
So if there are any questions or comments, um, I'll be here. Maybe we can talk after, after we end here. Thank you for your attention. <laughs>